0: Welcome to the Arts Equator podcast. And this week we have in the studio with us Huawei An and Lukman. Yes, ma'am. Who are both dancers somewhere between hip hop and contemporary and something awesome that's happening in Singapore. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a dance event called Paradigm Shift that happened in May of this year. <laughs> and that was the second edition hosted by Wei An. Perhaps we could just start a little um, by. Introducing you guys to our listeners I, I understood like Very briefly that Lukman is like the guy in the street dance scene Who you you, you can't miss <laughs> Do you want to say a bit more about yourself?
1: Alright, besides being A loud person, like literally I've been in the scene since 2007 I'm 28 this year So I've been here for, been dancing for about 11 years uh, Bass, my major will be in hip hop dance And... Currently teaching at Converse Studios, uh, hip-hop classes and as well as kids' class at Vault Studios as well, yeah. Uh,
0: you have a crew?
1: Oh yeah, the, my crew is called Flare Brothers and we did an um, event back then, uh, it's called Lion City Throwdown, so it was for, like Singapore-based event and it kind of like spread all the way tra- through Southeast Asia, so we, what we intended was to build uh, bring the world to Singapore instead of Singapore dancers travel out, so we save money. So we invite all the dancers in. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: The thing I have to add is that Lokman is one of the co-champions of this year's Paradigm Shift, and Weian is the organizer of Paradigm Shift, which has been running for two years. And when yep. I first met Weian, he was this b-boy trying to do ballet. But what's happened to you since then?
2: Yeah. As Sue said, I met her back in 2010 when I first entered NAFA. So we've known each other for a little while. Uh, And yes, I I wasn't even really a b-boy. I guess I was sort of trying to be one and trying to be a hip hop dancer and just be cool all at the same time. But I had decided that I wanted to do, take a very specific path My dream was, and in a sense still is, to one day go and do Broadway or Cirque du Soleil. And I knew I wanted Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Am I being judged? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so I wanted hope to go and do Broadway or Cirque du Soleil esque things at one point in the future. And I knew I needed to get full-time training for that. So I ended up going to NAFA. And after I graduated, I was fortunate enough to land a job in Frontier Danceland here in Singapore right out of school. And I was with that company for more or less four years till May of last year. And since then, I have spent some time traveling around Europe and bouncing back and forth between Malaysia and Singapore, doing the odd residency here and there, and organizing paradigm shift.
0: Okay, so let's get to what is Paradigm Shift? Last year you called it a contemporary dance battle, but it's more than that.
2: Yes, uh, Paradigm Shift was born out of my desire just to do something fun before I quit my job. And having at some points in my dance life dabbled, or spending a lot of time actually, not really dabbling, but spending a lot of time uh, doing hip hop and street dance and breaking, I had met quite a few people in the scene, including Lukman and a whole bunch of other dancers. Uh, but I never actually had the chance to work with them much because once I entered NAFA and then started dancing in Frontier, time was fairly tight. Um, so there was always this sort of <laughs> So it is this sort of dichotomy between being a contemporary dancer in the studio in the daytime and then at night enjoying going out to session and jam with my friends from the street dance world. And also, to be honest, a lot of my friends from the respective communities didn't know each other and didn't know about each other. Like, some people in the contemporary dance scene didn't know what the big groove is. Uh, and some of my street dance friends had never heard of the company that I had worked in for 4 years so I thought that Paradigm Shift would be a fun way to bridge that gap and also I feel after working in the contemporary dance scene for a couple of years I felt that to an extent sometimes contemporary dance has become a bit disconnected from what it claims to be which is a dance of the times when we have such strong influences from the street dance community and other dance forms as well that are present in Singapore and around the world. And sometimes I feel like we cut ourselves off from these influences. And I thought that that would be a good way to bridge that gap as well. As well as seeing some of the older street dancers in Singapore becoming interested in exploring Avenues of dance that were not just three minute showcases or dance battles, but ways of really telling stories and ways of exploring ideas and basically taking contemporary dance ideas into their forms of street dance. Number seven, we have Xue Jing. Number nine, eight. Number eight, we have Dean. Yeah. Number nine, Rayloff. Yeah. Number yeah. 10, Lutman. Yeah. Number yeah. 11, Viccho. Yeah. Number yeah. 12, James. Yeah. Number 13,
0: to see a lot of the things that are happening in Singapore paradigm shift is one of them but there are several platforms where dancers of different backgrounds can come together and either compete or cipher or learn things from each other Um, but let's just describe a little what paradigm shift was like this year to give our listeners a picture of what it was Um, it's a super open competition that anybody could enter was that right? So there yes. were two parts, one day was a competition this year and the second day was a workshop day, yeah. both of which were super interesting. And you had how many people in the competition to start? <sighs> so many people in the studio.
2: We had, if I'm not wrong, 49 competitors. Uh,
0: so from yeah. 49, yeah. Um, you whittled it down to uh, a final 16. Yeah. And that was through like, they had just pretty much one minute right to show uh well to they show actually had
2: three minutes uh, more or okay. less to show Say their more? stuff because um this year uh, last year for the first round we had we jumped straight into battles but this year also because there were more people who signed up this year we went through a what we call a pre-selection uh, which would normally be just a dancer coming out and having anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute to just solo and show your stuff. But this year, trying to bring contemporary dance ideas rather than techniques into the competition, we required the dancers first to act solo and then to introduce the next dancer. And in this introduction, the first dancer's task was to introduce the incoming dancer in a way that made the incoming dancer look good. And so you had to sort of drop the ego and look at me moment to direct attention to the next person.
0: And that was a recipe for a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm not sure I even know all of the the, the genres of dance that appeared in May. Um, there were contemporary dancers. I did see some people with some different like, Asian dance backgrounds. Do, do you want to just talk about the different fields, schools, I don't know, genres in, in hip-hop that people showed up from as well?
2: Sure. Uh, as, as pointed out, we had Lukman, who is part of the more old-school hip-hop scene in Singapore. Uh, a bit more uh, hip-hop that draws influences more from the early 90s and uh, is a bit more groovy and not what you see so much on So You Think You Can Dance, or America's Best Dance Crew anymore, because that belongs to the New School Hip-Hop, which is very clean-cut and precise with a lot of isolations and cool visual effects. With the dancing, not with projection, I mean. Uh, So we had lots of people from the New School category as well. We had two dancers from Indonesia, I believe, uh, Gigi Gianti and one of her students, Reba, from her school, Gigi Art of Dance. Uh, And they were... They both do contemporary dance. Gigi was trained in Singapore, actually. Uh, But they also do a lot of traditional Malay and Indonesian dance. So that was the traditional stuff that Sue was talking about. We had a bunch of students from the Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. And from LaSalle. And from LaSalle, um, who came. And those were obviously contemporary dancers
0: The energy in the room was amazing Hmm. Um, And I hope you get to hear it on some of the the clips that that we've got in a little while And you had um, a DJ
2: Mm -hmm. DJ Finn, F-F-I-N-N She's a local DJ who runs an album, a record label called Slugwife with her husband in the UK And she
0: was going through like Uh, a lot of different genres of music as well so after you cut down to 16 there were Mm -hmm. these like elimination rounds and i know you thought really really hard about what to do and it was quite creative there were some like choreographic challenges Mm -hmm. there were um your your iron chef challenge do you Ah, want to say a little bit about that
2: uh and your judges yeah well for the iron chef challenge as i call it i didn't announce it to the Dancers, because you don't need to know, it's not important information what I call a challenge But that was the semi-final round, and it draws inspiration from That was the what? Which round? Semi-finals, the top four What did we do? I will explain okay. <laughs> The semi-finals drew inspiration from this old TV show called Iron Chef Where a challenger shows up and picks from either the Chinese, French or Japanese chef
0: But in this case, these were your judges or their representatives who were um, eminent local and international dancers. And who did you have judging this year?
2: We had uh, Miss Lomeo from Frontier Dance Dance Land. She's the artistic director of Frontier. And representing her for the dancing was one of the company dancers, Adele Go. And then we had a lady called Kai, Kai Er Earth she is i guess what is part of what is known as the mover community which is a sort of fitness movement that tries to draw from what they call natural human movements and running around and Running around in the wild and climbing trees and whatnot. And although Kai is not a dancer by training, she's done a lot of cool dance stuff and she can do a lot of cool things. And she has a great eye mm-hmm. as a photographer as well who takes and pictures had of dance. Christina? We, yeah, we also had Christina Chan, one of the local dancers and choreographers.
0: And Sonic, yeah.
2: And B Boy Sonic, yes. Yeah, or Daniel Rojas from the B Boy community from since forever he's been and where's he from Sonic is from Denmark yeah and he represents the crew called natural effects from there so
0: the the iron chef challenge was that the contestants had to Uh, pick one of these judges or their representatives to dance with with no prior um, preparation yeah who did you dance with
1: well I danced with last year's champion which is a Delgo, so it's. How really, did that go? Wow. Okay, uh, I mean, I've been freestyling for some time. For this thing, it's totally uncalled. Like, for me, I'm, I'm like surprised with the ending, uh, like how it ended. I don't even know how to start. <laughs> so. <laughs> I
0: remember you guys brought out the anatomical skeleton that yes. was hanging out in the Nafa studio. He was yes. a big part of your story. What <laughs> happened?
1: So so uh, we. Just before we, we go out uh, we saw like I think one of the uh, dancers was Camille, right yeah uh, and they, they came out with like props or and we were like, hey we can use props I didn't know so, hey let's do this let's outdo them yeah. Then I just like hey, yeah let's do let's outdo them So we were looking around there's nothing fresh then I saw the skeleton and I' like, hey what about this yeah. Let's try this, let's try this. We carry it and it's like super heavy. It is super heavy. I was so scared yes. you, we're gonna break Indeed. it. It is super heavy! And I, I was like, Adele, maybe we should not? And Adele say, I don't know, do you think we should not? I don't know, is that a question? <laughs> so in the end, you know, like, we're like, let's just do it. Let's so what happened? So we brought it out. Um, when I started dancing and I was like looking at the skeleton and she started moving around it, I'm like, okay, let me try to look through the skeleton ribs. And like as if like it's a window and like okay where are you going this freaking and just nice The DJ switched on um, like a horror um, oh, <laughs> song uh, Also I can remember It was
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> It was It was hilarious Cause when I was like doing I was like trying to like okay I'm in Character. I don't even know what character it was like Just serious, okay let's serious Music switched on, I'm like hmm, hmm. Let me try to be serious again It wasn't very serious
0: Yeah it I know wasn't, yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, Adele, so we went one round, one round, one round So she's been outside I'm like okay let me try to mirror you I'll, I'll mirror then after that Next thing I know she's she starts to carry the skeleton I'm like okay, you're gonna carry the front Let me try to carry the back My god it's heavy <laughs> I was like and it was dra- I was dragging it and it sounded like. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared that it will break. Like, but somehow
0: it was an improv that the yes. two of you just managed to hold together. So that was your semi final. And yep. then it went to. Tell me a little ba- a bit about the final because I am so bummed that I left and I missed it. I'm really tired. And that was a final between Lukman and Nick Chung.
2: Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, Lukman and Nick Chung actually belong to another crew together called the Melomaniacs, and they, they actually made it to the finals of Singapore Dance Delight last year. So they've had quite a bit of experience dancing together. The finals was meant to be a sort of release where they think so hard through the choreography challenges in the quarter and semi finals. And then in the finals, basically, the instruction is the DJ is going to play music. You start when she starts and you stop when she stops And that was all the instruction they were given And Lukman and Nick Chung, instead of deciding to battle each other Which was what I suspected would happen if it was just two random people Decided to work together to give us this, I don't know, pretty epic and pretty funny showcase yeah, uh, do you want to talk about it, Lukman, and oh, tell us what your just experience, like experience was one like? One favorite
0: moment. Okay, one I, favorite
1: moment. I, I think the favorite. <laughs> yeah. uh, one one particular moment was like, um, yeah, man, there was a couple, but there's one epic moment was. There was one part I just like I just switched off. I was like, okay, you know what? Boom! Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna go behind. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scare him. So I was like, <laughs> on your mark set and he was like he was like going in a daze like finding someone i'm like what kind of character? okay you know what i'm just gonna run so i start running and the music just boom! it felt like it's a running music you know like you know when you you go for a job and like that kind of music tom yeah it's like a rocky kind of music like yes i'm running for my life and everything yes so i felt it i was like yes run run and he was like and nick just come Completely ignored the yes. man. Yes, I and I was like sweating and I was doing like a hundred percent Most of the time I don't really go hundred percent while that was really hundred percent because what I learned from the Phantom Dancers is like intention is important <laughs> So I ran for my life okay and he, he didn't so I, I tapped him I was like hey let's go I didn't even really say I just point come on in a way I want him to lose some fats, <laughs> so he, I ran again, and in the end he turned around, and we ran together at the same time, and it was so funny, and there was a couple more moments uh in the in the whole piece that it was yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. So that was the competition segment, but yeah. the second day, which was something you didn't do last year, mm-hmm. was to bring together street dancers and contemporary dancers to co-teach workshops and i understand from some of the dancers who who taught the workshops together and some of like the reflections they had afterward that it was really a kind of like a a real surprise and a revelation and a joy to be working together Mm -hmm. and discovering things that they didn't expect okay what Uh, was your idea what was your idea in trying to bring together um and most of Bring together a contemporary dancer and a street dancer, mm-hmm. who most of them didn't really know each other very well, nope. to bring them together to co-teach. That's yeah. super unusual.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the main intention for these collaborative workshops was to bring senior or experienced dancers together to share their art forms with each other as a way of bouncing ideas and motivations and thought processes of each other more than techniques actually, so that they could inspire each other by the way they think and by what inspires them and through this exchange hopefully they could uh, create a workshop that was a result of the exchange between them rather than simply oh i do this and you do this let's do this step from this style and this step from this style and chuck it together the aim was to see how their ideas could challenge each other and help them push each other forward yeah, and then to develop a workshop out of that. Maybe yeah. what
0: I can just drop in here is oh. just read something from a blog that Faye wrote. So mm-hmm. this is Fei Tan from Frontier who taught a workshop. Um, she's Josh. a contemporary dancer yeah. and she taught together with um, Josh, Josh Lee, right?
2: Who's a pauper. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm, I'm just going to pick one paragraph out of here because it's just so, so beautiful. Um, and she's talking about like their first encounter, um, trying to work out what the workshop material was like about 10 minutes in i could already feel our brainwaves sinking up we hadn't even moved on to talk about the workshop yet we were already noticing similarities and links in the way we think and how we get inspired and learn about ourselves and the world around us our conversation was like a ball bouncing happily from one side to another the momentum constant and alive as we spoke, we realized that the both of us play games to explore movements within our own genres using creative tasks which stretch the dexterity and ranges of our minds and bodies. It was clear to us that popping and contemporary dance contain some similar approaches towards improvisation and freestyle. Therefore, we decided to share guided movement tasks and games for most of the workshop. So that's just a, an excerpt from uh, a post that Faye wrote. Yep. Maybe let's just like zoom back out a bit. There's this conventional impression that street dance and contemporary dance are these two entirely separate worlds in Singapore that don't meet and don't really appreciate each other very much but when I go to an event like Paradigm Shift and everybody is having so much fun like just roaring with appreciation and enjoyment of what each other are doing. I was sitting with a bunch of contemporary dancers and I think we were shouting the loudest for a lot of the street dancers and there were street dancers who were cheering the loudest for a lot of the contemporary dancers. Um, so, what what is going on? Are we missing something?
2: <laughs> well, when we look at dance in Europe, for example, what's happening now is that a lot of street dancers, both crews and independent dancers, have started to develop their own contemporary works. And I think that that is part of the natural progression of dance, where. You go deep into the art form that you love and then you find different avenues to utilize your art in. So it doesn't stay the same, but the art grows and evolves as you learn to tell stories and as you learn to express ideas in platforms that are, as I said earlier, like not three-minute showcases, but long and spanning the length of an evening. I think the scene in Singapore is still young, both the contemporary dance scene and the street dance scene. We just haven't had the same number of years that the Europeans have had or the Americans have had to just develop and push ourselves in this direction. And we also haven't had the dancers who have crossed over back and forth between different genres. and just having access to different theatres and different opportunities to watch performances and get exposed in different ways. All these things play a factor into how the scene develops and what we appreciate and thus what we ourselves want to do and create. Lukman, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think
1: I, I think that uh, the whole <clears throat> thing that you, you, you missed maybe is the people that came together for Paradigm Shift were people of the same, similar frequencies. Uh, I will say that uh, the mentality wasn't, it's not about whether they are bored. I Like, nothing against what we are say I think it's most of the, most of the times it's like, they just want to have fun. I mean, in this world, especially in Singapore, we are so stressed. Like, the culture here is more of like, exams. Uh, we, tr- you study hard, you're going to get A. That That's, That's a definitely yes, you know? Mm. So, most of the younger generation, or even my generation, we apply it to our dance the same way. However, contemporary dancers don't do that. So, they will train hard, yes, in terms of technique, but in terms of your art, artistry, it might not be right, but there's no such thing as right or wrong, you see? So, that's when street dancers, when we look at contemporary dancers, we'll be like, wow, so open, so fresh, so fun. It's like a playground so i think the people that came for paradigm shift it's more of like they just want to have an exchange and what i think wean has been trying to do right now is to create this uh this i would say not a cult (laughs) but more of a movement uh that that eventually will become addictive so that people will want to exchange and singapore will eventually boom into a bigger place for just not in terms of hip-hop or condemn it will be just dance, a fusion of dance.
0: I, I think I really get actually what Lukman was saying about how the crowd that came together both to compete and to watch as audience for Paradigm Shift was a very special group mm. because there was this sense of curiosity and hunger mm-hmm. and wanting to try things out, a real sense of openness, and that's really beautiful. Yeah. We are you optimistic? Where do you want to take it from here?
2: I would like to continue running paradigm shift in some form or another but staying true to its name I don't think it should continue being just a dance competition or just being workshops It's probably gonna stay as a competition for a little while though because there are some ideas that are kind of in the bag that might be really fun and hopefully won't put people (laughs) off too badly uh, I can't tell you then because then you can prepare and then the whole challenge is lost. <laughs> keep your secrets. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll keep going. And yeah, I really just to establish a platform for dancers of different kinds to inspire each other and to find ways to work together as well uh, so that we're not always waiting for an opportunity to work in a dance company or an open call from a festival, but we're finding ways to create with each other on our own terms. Mm-hmm.
0: And just for a last thing, um, if you guys would like to sort of like give a shout out to initiatives that you know are ongoing, like besides Paradigm Shift or specific dancers who are working within any part of the dance community, things which you think are like really interesting that we should know about.
2: Well, there's a list. of. <laughs> uh, First off, though, we have Open Concept, organized by Nick Chung, the other co-champion of Paradigm Shift, and Lukman's fellow Melomaniacs.
1: He's the maniac.
2: Partner. Uh, Open Concept is on the thirtieth of June, and it also runs on a. I guess we have a fairly similar intention of getting dancers to dance different kinds of music in different kinds of settings. Rather and open than, to different yeah. genres too, right? Yes, and it's open, it's open to, to any, any kind different of dancer, genres. Yeah. Uh, we also had Culture Circle just last weekend, which is, if I'm not wrong, organized by the Legacy Dance Company. And that's also an open style dance battle. It's 2-on-2. Two two. And they're trying to do different things with the judging to make dancers think differently and to work differently as well. In August... We have a group of dancers, Scratch Marks, which is Rachel and Marcus Tan, uh, as well as another dancer called Amin Alifin, Gerald Chan and Marcus Leong. They are coming together to put up a self-produced dance theatre piece, and most of them come from street dance backgrounds. So that's definitely something that should be checked out. It's happening on the 9th and 10th of August. So if you don't want to watch the National Day Parade, go and watch their show.
0: Lukman, <laughs> anything yeah. you want to give a shout out to?
2: Uh, I will just give a
1: shout out to uh, my own event. Then <laughs> it's in November. Actually, uh, it's more of a hip hop battle. Um, just it's called the Exchange. What I'm trying to do is to, uh, to bring dancers from different type of like from different places to come together and having fun. You freestyle, but don't have a boundary. Like for example, if you work from with a Singaporean to uh, a Vietnamese dancer, then they have to come up with something. And, you know, like a choreography or a tag. And they can't even speak. Like, they can't communicate well, right? So uh, that's what I'm aiming for. It's called a exchange. Yep. It's happening on the 24th of November. Yeah. So do check it out.
0: Okay. Thanks, guys. Good luck. And thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you very much.